to snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Foles, touchdown. He goes. It's Hester. Inside the 30. Hester's going to take it all the way for a touchdown. You're listening to the Pigskin Project, the world's number one football podcast. Now with more insights on all things football, here are your hosts, Ben Hansen and Ryan Matthews. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. But this week it's special. Super Bowl Sunday. Um, and it's it's weird to talk about football, especially today. And And I know that it's Super Bowl week. I know it's a big week, the biggest week in nfl um it's just the league in general but um ben i mean the nba trade deadline was today it's been a crazy 24 to 40 yeah maybe the uh maybe the craziest nba deadline but it's it's definitely the craziest it's been for a while i will say um but yes, I mean, just overall crazy day. Um, the Pro Bowl games were this past week. Um, yes. Ben, did you watch any of those? Uh, y- yes, and I hate to admit yeah. it, but I liked them better I didn't. than the actual games. I'm not saying I like them, I'm not saying I would watch them, but better than what it's been the last few years. The last few years, it was the last few years, it was two hand touch. This year I liked it a little yeah. bit better. At least people were like playing for, you know, like something and they're playing for charity and they had all the different events and stuff. I do think the events were cheesy as heck, like the water balloon toss, but what what was that? But I don't know. Right. Yeah. No, I, I totally understand. But um I I do wanna say I didn't watch a single lick of that stuff other than what was on Instagram. It just didn't yeah. seem worth it to me. Um but um, first off, I want to say if you're tuning in um, live, I want to say thank you, especially because, um, I mean, it's a little bit earlier than what we had said. So, um, but it's going to be a little bit shorter of a show, like seriously, a little bit shorter of a show. Um, <laughs> just because, you know, we got a lot going on. I got a lot to plan for. Uh, ben, oh. I'm coming to see you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's going to be, be great. Good. It was the first time I think you're visiting me in Bloomington, which is going to be awesome. But but to the point of this episode being a shorter episode, I mean, we'll see. But there's a chance next week's episode is maybe the longest episode we've put out, just me and you. And there's a chance maybe it's the shortest episode we've put out because I don't want to talk much about it. So <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, it's it's we are primed for what could be the most depressing episode uh, in, in pigskin project history or the happiest um, so far because the bears still have to win theirs and there's no telling what's going to happen when, when we go live for that. Um, But uh, (laughs) yeah, let's go ahead 
and get into our next segment. Ryan and Ben bring you weekly news. So there's not really much to cover uh, because we're covering it a little bit later. Um, but McCall Hardman is on IR, which gives Patrick Mahomes one less target. Ben, how do you feel about that as an Eagles fan and just a sports analyst altogether? Well, okay, as a sports analyst um, in, in taking the Eagles fan uh, biasly, because I don't, I don't, um, as a sports analyst, we'll, we'll go from that angle. Um, it hurts just a little bit because that's a weapon he doesn't have. Um, but at the end of the day, his number one receiving option is still Travis Kelsey. And then number two is probably Juju slash MBS. Um, and it looks like all three of those guys are going to be healthy. Um, he, he was more of like a depth piece, which hurts a little bit. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. Um, like, you know, I'll talk a little bit about what I think the game plan should be in the next segment. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's much to it. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, but, yeah, that's really all that happened yeah. this week well, um, mm-hmm. so far. But Yeah, besides um, – besides, um, yeah. We'll get there. Um, yeah. Weekly overreactions. Um, so I have two of them. Um Aaron Rodgers is just milking out this whole process again. It's just how he is. And yet not a single person cares at this point. It's <laughs> one of those things where everybody's just like, all right, buddy, you stole our attention for months last year. We're not going to let you do it again, at least for the most part. Um, I've, I've seen a lot of Packers fans on Twitter, and they've moved on for pretty much the most part. Um, you know, you've looked at – Packers Twitter and everything, yeah, they're ready to trade them. Look, man, you're getting old. We got to see what, you know, love's up to and and what kind of compensation we can get. Um, As a Bears fan, kind of sucks because, you know, you wanted to beat them as a Packer. Um, But in the other direction, uh, (laughs) good riddance. Um, Anyways, yeah, no, (laughs) not torn up at all. Um, I am I am not even the least bit sad at all. I got to see him play his last game at Soldier. It's going to be great. Um, he's yeah. not going to be a Packer next year. We can finally say that. He will not be a Green Bay Packer next year. Um, he might retire a Green Bay Packer, but he will not play another down for Green Bay as far as next season goes. Um, very excited about that. Um very excited about a lot of things, actually. We've got a lot planned. So if you haven't already, yeah. uh, leave a comment, review, um, a like, or a rating down below because it helps us way more than you know. But, um, yeah, we've got a lot more planned, so keep it coming. And, and, well, and, and to the point that you just made, though, like kind of mysterious. And for, and for those who don't know what Ryan's referring to, um, Aaron Rodgers, like it was like two days ago, maybe it was yesterday or whatnot, but he came out and he's like, I'm doing a four-day darkness retreat to – you know, make my final decision on what I'm gonna do, and it's stupid. But um, yeah. I think it was like I think it was yesterday. Um, like almost mysteriously, um, his odds for him to go to like the Raiders like spiked, like super oh. duper duper high. Which um, I mean, him going to the Raiders was a conversation me and you have had, um, like months ago i mean this is nothing that came as a surprise to us but 
I'm, I'm kind of wondering what happened out of the blue that caused that that spike. Oh, we did miss a weekly news thing. Well, I'll I mean, talk he to it did say end. that he wanted. He said that he wanted to become a raider, and he's told yeah. his agent that he wanted to become a raider more than anything, uh, especially not going to the Jets, which I think is more so about personal reasons than it is any kind of success. Um, I, I would wish him all the best in, in Vegas. <clears throat> I think he ultimately wants to go and play with Devontae again. They've got a great yeah. supporting cast. It's just you get rid of you get Aaron, you more than likely get rid of Josh Jacobs in my eyes. Um, just because of cap flexibility and everything, you gotta make sure that the defense is still up to up to par. Um, and then, you know, see who you bring in as well as a draft prospect. Because, I mean, do you bring in a quarterback if you're the Raiders at that point, if you traded for Aaron Rodgers or you think you're good for the next couple of years? Because he's contemplating retirement right now. Who knows what it'll be in a year from now? I I, I think that team is too, too far away right now to be drafting a quarterback if you have this quote-unquote franchise guy. Like, if you're trading for Aaron Rodgers, you best be using that pick to put yourself in a situation to win that year and then the year after. And then you can figure yeah. everything else out after. But, you know, I, I think if you're trading for Aaron Rodgers because you're going to try to win now, and it would be a complete waste of a pick to draft a quarterback when you have Aaron Rodgers in the room, but it's something we've already seen before. So Yeah, yeah, nothing <laughs> we're unfamiliar with. Um, do you want to get to your weekly, your, your news headline that we forgot about before I get to my next yeah. overreaction? Yes, yes, definitely. Um, it's something we touched on. Um, I think it was last, I think it was last podcast. Um, but now it's kind of like common knowledge. Um, and it's nothing for sure yet. Um, but the grounds have been laid out, uh, for a Derek Carr to, um, St. Strait. So that, that's something we, we've talked about a little bit more, but now there's been numerous reporters saying that, like, it, it's basically up to Derek Carr if he wants to go. Yeah. But the Saints said, here's what we'll offer for him, and the Raiders said, we like that, and it's really just a matter of if Aaron Rodgers, who has a no-trade clause in his contract, is willing to waive that to go and play with the Saints, which I'd be very surprised yeah. if he doesn't. Um but yeah, man. I, I, I whether it's I mean, smart for the Saints, we'll have to wait and see. But with that's with uh, how, how Derek Carr with how he was acting with the uh the Pro Bowl games, uh, <laughs> which was hilarious by the way. I that yes. was the one clip I did see. Uh for those that missed it, he was on fire with the throwing competition, like the skills competition for quarterbacks. And um, they asked him, they're like, you, you threw a lot of touchdowns in a Raider uniform, but have you ever been this on fire? And he said, no, nah, that's probably why I'm leaving. Um, but anyways, <laughs> yeah, it, it's more so, I think, as far as storylines go, I think it would be hilarious if Derek Carr said, no, I don't want you to trade me. Go ahead and release me. And instead of going anywhere else, he decides to go to the Saints afterwards as a big <laughs> middle finger to the Raiders to just be like, I'm not giving you any draft compensation. You're not getting anything out of this. You just screwed me yeah. over. I wanted to be a Raider for life and you said no. So and as a result, I'm going to go and get something and you're not getting anything out of it. That would be 
a big ouch. But yeah, no, I don't that know. That would be I don't hilarious. That. I don't, be yeah, so no, weird. I don't. But I'm surprised, like, I'm surprised players haven't done that before. Because, right. like, if you know you're going to end up with, like, the Saints, then just be like, yeah. no, I'm going to not waive my no uh, trade clause for anyone. Cut me, and then I'll go and play with the Saints. And now this team keeps their third round pick as well. Yeah. I don't know. Then you build around it and everything like that. Yeah. That's another piece for you, potentially. Who knows? Um, my next overreaction is Mahomes is screwed this week. Um, if he has the top two receivers, like actual wide receivers on the depth chart, is MVS and Juju Smith-Schuster. He's got to make that work. I mean, along with Travis Kelsey, clearly, as, as <laughs> his top tight end, and it always has been. If you look at his stats, though, like teams have been able to stop them, and mm-hmm. they're playing against one of the best, if not the best, defenses in the league. I'm expecting the run game to kind of break out a little bit. Isaiah Pacheco um, maybe getting a little bit more than he normally does, um, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't see, you know, Travis Kelsey exploding for this amazing amount of yardage all of a sudden just because the Eagles pass rush is that good and mm-hmm. their pass D is, is good as well. They can, I mean, they'll pressure you and then they'll take it away. It's just that. I don't know how yeah. you feel about it as an Eagles fan. I know you try <laughs> no. to stay as unbiased as possible, but like, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Well, well, the super interesting thing there is, um, yeah, so obviously went over McCole Hardman not um, being able to play. Um, but then also KT, uh, Canarius Tony, uh, has been hurt. You know, he got hurt in the game, and he's been hurt um, throughout practice. Uh, Juju's the same way. Juju's has been hurt. And, I mean, these guys I think will both end up playing, but they're both going to end up playing hurt. And I know it's a conversation we've yeah. already had, um, but I think this segues perfectly into, um, you know, the next segment. But I think as long again, and, and, and I know it's going to sound way easier than what it actually is, but dare those guys to beat you. Bracket yeah. Travis Kelsey. Say you're not getting a pass off to Travis Kelsey. Make MBS beat you. Make Juju beat you. And, and yes, we've seen it, and we've seen them like do that. But I, I much rather like my chances with those guys beating me than Travis Kelsey. Cause if Travis Kelsey is going off for like this crazy game, it probably means that they won. But if MVS has a hundred yard game, I don't know if that means the chiefs have won. Yeah. So no, I, Oh, boy. it's going to be fun. Yeah. It's going to be fun. I, 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 and it's something that the Eagles have been very, very good at this year. And it's something that the chiefs have been very, very good at not getting, um, like in the position uh, to let defenses do this. But if, if the Eagles can get teams in third and long situations, they are arguably the best pass rush. No, they are the best pass rush in the league. So yeah. if they can get teams to uh, third uh, third down in more than five yards and you just say, Reddit, go and get them. Javon Hargrave, go and get them. Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, pin your ears back and go and get them. That's when we've seen them succeed. That's when we've seen this defense succeed. But also on the other hand is I I, I think like um, quarterbacks in the NFL, like the average I think is like 13% of like their third downs or third and long. Um, I think Patrick Mahomes is as first in that. And I think his is only like 6% of his third 
his third downs are third and long, which obviously means he's done a very, very good job of um, not putting himself in that situation. Um, but I, I think if the Eagles can get themselves in that situation, I think the Eagles um, can absolutely win this game. And I'm, I'm not too worried about the, this offense going up against that defense. And that sounds, you know, maybe I shouldn't be saying that, but I don't know. You think you know football? Well, prove it. This is Pigskin Pick'em. You're right. It was the perfect segue. So here we go. I mean, we're just going to get right into it. When it comes down to our playoff predictions, um, we're tied at nine and three. Um, we're more than likely going to finish with the same record at the end of the day. I think we both know who we're picking with this one. Um, but do you want to do the one thing that we haven't done all season with this? and see who can get the closest with the score to break the tie. Yes, we can do that. We can do that. All right. All right. I like not, that. Because I'm – okay, okay. So let's just start the moment thing. we do the score. Yeah, well, well, let's just start – so our listeners are all on the same page. We're tied going into this game, and we both have the birds winning, correct? Yeah. We both have the eagles. Yes. Okay, good. So everyone's on the same page. Both me and Ryan predict the eagles to win. Um. How do you want to do this? Is it closest to like the spread or like, like there's a seven point difference in the game and you know, who was, here's what I'm going to do, you know, cause you've seen the prices right before and you know, the people that are like $90 and then the other person's going to be like $91 and then the $91 person gets it because it was 95. I would be furious. Um, Now what I'm saying is the way that we should go about this when it comes to our score prediction. So Eagles are winning this. How many points are they scoring, Ben? Is it how many points? So we're not we're not doing the Chiefs. Not yet. Let me get there. So okay, I I'm gonna say, all right. I just punched in my answer. How many points do you think your birds are scoring? Okay. Um. I I have a number inside of my head. I think we should both say it at the same time, though. Just so we both know, and then and then we can clarify. I just so I we... have mine punched in. I just punched in mine for sure. Mine's mine's punched Watch. in. We're gonna be. I I think we're gonna be on the same wavelength here too. Thirty four points. All right. I have thirty one. Okay. So we'll we'll see. To the Chiefs, let me punch it in. Hmm. I don't want to go oh, by the way, um, the NFL Honors is on something we'll get to a little bit later into the podcast, and it's something we touched on a couple weeks ago. I do really, really do not feel like getting into this, but DeMar Hamlin was at the NFL Honors today, so everyone <laughs> that <laughs> so everyone that just a know, heads up talk, yeah, just a heads yeah. up, he was at the NFL Honors today. So everyone who was talking about the conspiracy theory, because it's Something yeah. I know was still floating around. He was there. Um, I do have I my, have my Chiefs, answer in uh, point. Mm-hmm. So, Chiefs. Mm-hmm. It's hard. It's it's really hard. I want to go. So how how is is it? Whoever's like closest. Like how are we going to determine this? Because this is important to what I end up picking here. We'll we'll see how we do it. We'll talk about it and then we'll discuss it on the podcast next week. 
it's going to be really okay. hard well, to well, figure I, out I think it's something we need to result. decide. What? Let's, okay. Let's look at last, or last time, right? So, um, let's see. Let's say, okay, so last week, the Eagles. Here, here's here's what I think. Here's here here's what I think we should do personally. I think it's whoever gets like the total combined points the closest. That makes sense. Yeah, we'll do it that way. So, Just so you know, like, guys, I, I we ad lib this whole podcast. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, this episode usually we're a little bit more prepared, but just this week has been yeah. hectic for the both of us. Um, so like I said, uh, 34, and I'm gonna go with 27 for the Chiefs. So that's uh, 34 plus 27, which would yeah, be so you've got 61. Yeah, 60, 61. So you know, whoever's closest. So like if it ends up being 60, if it ends up being like 59, I, I you know, I'm two points away versus, you know, so yeah. yeah. So for those who don't know, we're just, I, I mean, also had 27. Okay. I had 27, my football number, whatever. Um, so yeah, yours, let's see. I'll do, I'm I'll 61. do total points just to write it down. That way it's easier. I'm 61 and you're 58. Yeah. That's wild. Wild, 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 man. It's a high scoring. That's a very high scoring Super Bowl. I will say watch that's a and you're gonna win you're, you're gonna win you're gonna win like on some like bs thing where like the eagles defense is just gonna like shut them down or something so basically i'm shooting for i'm shooting for a high scoring game i don't think you'll be very upset i don't think you'll be very upset in the no, end because no. you'd have something that i don't yeah. yeah i do um not only that but you have the regular season championship okay not to mention yes. you are the championship holder at the moment do we figure out an award? I don't know. I did it for our fantasy league. Maybe I should. Maybe I should get you a little trophy or something. We'll, we'll trade. <laughs> I, I, I vote we go to like the Dollar Tree because, like you said, you're going to be down this weekend. <laughs> yeah, we go to like yeah. the Dollar Tree and we get like one of those like yep. plastic trophies. Well, I think you know. I think that's a move. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, let's see. So our next segment, um. Really, we're just talking about the NFL honors that are ongoing at the moment. Um, so as far as that goes, let me pull up what we have so far. Just Which because... we're just waiting for MVP at this point. All right. Let Which, me go ahead and, um, and we'll react. Okay. Um, let's see really quick. I think they've gotten everything right besides two. Coach of the year. That's what you think. Besides coach of the year and then the one that they just announced. Okay. Let me uh... – all right. So, oh, okay. Coach of the year was Brian Dabble, which I said that it should have been. So, you know. <laughs> it shouldn't have been. Uh, it shouldn't have been because Nick Sirianni did the same exact thing. It wasn't even considered to be a finalist last year. But for some reason, Brian Dabble does it, and everyone's, you know, thinking he's the best thing since sliced bread. That's besides the point, though. So, um, why isn't this popping up? Okay. Um, Nick Boza. Yeah. That's what I predicted defensive at the player. beginning of the year. Yeah. Nice job. Congratulations. Micah Parsons should have gotten at least a, a look, though. He hasn't gotten a single first place vote from what I saw. Defensive yeah, rookie of the year. Have. Very deserving. Sauce Gardner. Offensive mm-hmm. rookie of the year. Garrett Wilson. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
All right. I counted him out, not going to lie. Brock Purdy. I, I think the only nice other person it, who should have been able to win it is Kenneth Walker, and that was it. Brock Purdy yeah. played like six regular season games. Right. Salute to service is Ron Rivera. Um, He won that over Hayden Hurst and George Kittle. So I don't um, know what that is off the top of my head. Yeah. Offensive player of the year was Justin Jefferson. He won that over Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, and Tyreek Hill. Assistant coach said. of the year was D'Amico Ryans over Ben Johnson and Shane Steichen. Mm-hmm. So, and then uh, comeback player of the year was Geno Smith over Saquon Barkley and Christian McCaffrey. This uh, is tough great. running. Tough. That was okay. That's that tough. I think a I think it should have been Christian McCaffrey. I don't think it there's was the arguments close. for literally. There's I, an argument in, in for a, every single one though. Yes, but the argument too, which is something that I've seen all online. And it's something that the NBA does. There needs to be a distinction between comeback player of the year and most improved player of the year. Because Gino wasn't hurt. Gino wasn't coming back from anything. Gino was coming back from sucking and not being good in the NFL and then actually improving. <laughs> okay. So it's not like he was coming Fair. back from this injury. Yeah, I, I, I think the NFL needs to add a most improved and then leave comeback player of the year to the guys that were hurt and then came back and have these awesome fans. Um, yeah. Because Gino, by far, he's been the one of the funnest storylines to watch, and I definitely think he's most improved. But I, I, I think in terms of what the award means, um, and it's something, I, again, I talked about a little bit um, earlier, I just think it's a cop-out answer to give it to someone who wasn't hurt. Um, but th- those are the only two gripes so, I have. So Yeah. What I want to say, um, just because this one has yet to be – Announced, um, and it's on. Got a feeling it's Jalen Hurts. It's gonna be. I mean, it's gonna be a long time before they announce that. When are Um, they supposed to announce it? Wait a minute. Hold on a second. What are they about to announce? No, they're just bringing them out. Okay, so they're not announcing anything just yet. But, um, okay. Mm. Sorry, I, I have it to this to the side. So. We're just going to go mm-hmm. ahead and carry on with the rest and, of the show. Well, well, then... re- real quick, by the way, um, yeah. just want to point this out. The Eagles absolutely smoked the coach of the year three times. Okay. They beat them 7 to 38, 22 to 6, and 48 to 22. Smoked the coach of the year. Lane Johnson held the DPOY, Nick Bosa, to like two tackles. No sacks, and I think one tackle for loss. And we held the OPOY, Justin Jefferson, to like 33 yards and like four catches. I'm just saying. And it's a conversation I think we need to have next week after the Eagles win. Um, You're like, yes. I don't care. After, I don't care. Yeah, after the Eagles win, about having a conversation where this Eagles team falls – in terms of all-time teams in the NFL. Yeah. We'll see. Um, <laughs> your college corner. Your college corner yes. is up next. Pro football isn't the only game in town. Let's take a stroll to Ben's college corner. All right. So, Ben, running backs this week. Um, like I said before, or like we said before, we're just going position by position. Um, mm-hmm. Ben? I'm primarily just going to be listening just because 
I don't know a lot about the running backs at all, except I know my my favorite running back. Your guy, he's on this Tank, list. Tank Bigsby. Oh, and not who I thought. He's not on this list. And it's just because of his name. That's literally it. I just love his name. Tank Bigsby? That sounds like a guy that's going to run you over. That's it. Anyways, if I get hit by a guy named Tank, I'm sorry. I'm I'm just Here. if I know that I'm going up against a guy that runs and his name is Tank, toss in the flag. That's all I gotta say. Um ben, Okay, you didn't even do it on purpose, yeah. but that filibuster you filibustered for me, which was awesome because there was a text message I just need to send off that I need to talk to you after the show. Um yeah, no worries. But uh he's not on the list. Um we'll get to a guy once I say his name. I think you'll um realize who I was talking about in terms of um guys, but like you said, running backs this week. I think this is eight, one, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I have nine running backs for you guys. And then um, a later round player for you to watch. Uh, that later round player for you to watch is someone who I have been very high on throughout the season. Um, and he's actually did. We'll do the prospect breakdown this week on. Um, number one running back in this class is B. John Robinson. <laughs> I mean, that should come oh, as yeah. no surprise to, to anyone. I am. Um, Look, I know. I'll, I know. Bijan Robinson. I know that they're. Mm-hmm. I, I know that they're good. I just want to say, like, you know, Bijan Robinson, um, your Michigan guy. What's what's his name again? Blake um, Corum. He's he he's he's coming back though. I like. He's coming back. Yeah, Blake Corum's coming back. Oh. I don't know why. I think it's nil stuff. I, I he's getting the Brinks truck backed up into his apartment. Um, I think he got a, a, a nice little NIL deal. Um, I think it's dumb. I mean, it's a fun conversation to have now that you're on it. I, I, I think it's dumb. I think NFL running backs' um, shelf lives are very, very, very small. You need to come yeah. out when you have a season the way he did. He was probably the third best running back in this class. Um, who knows? Maybe he's going to be the best running back in next year's class. I haven't looked too deep into that. Um, so don't like, clip this or something because I have no idea. Um but their short, their shelf lives are very, very short. So when you're at your peak, you need to come out. And yeah. Michigan, as we've seen, has will run their backs into the ground. It was a, I have no clue why he didn't come out. I think he is risking a lot of of NFL money, um, staying just for a few million. But who knows? Who knows? Um, but yes, running backs. This yes, is your category. Step back. <laughs> and yes. Um, yeah, and if you have any questions, feel free to ask, man. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, Bijan Robinson, um, as I've been on, like, I think he's a top five, uh, top 10 player in this draft class, talent wise. Um, I don't think where he ends up getting drafted is going to show that because I think he'll probably be at, like, the very most, like, a top 15, 16 pick. Uh, but again, I do think he's a top five pick. I think he's an amazing pure runner and pass catcher. Like he's absolutely everything you want out of like a back. Like if I had to bet everything on him being a top five running back in like the league in two years, I would do it. I it, like I this might maybe I am just really, really, really going to regret saying this. I I cannot see a world where he where he busts. Because it, wow, pause. Um, 
but I, 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 I but uh, he, he is an amazing going. pure runner though. Yes. Um, but his, his pass catching ability, like he runs like very, very crisp routes, almost looking like a wide receiver out of backfield. Um, and he's just very like instinctive. He has a lot of football knowledge. Um, his ability to, you know, get out and make great cuts is awesome. Um, the only issue I have with him, and this is a very, 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 very small issue. It's the point where like, when you get to these top five guys, you have to find issues with them. And it's super, super duper nitpicky, but there have been times this season where he plays the hero ball and he tries to be too patient and he like bounces stuff outside where he shouldn't and kind of just like waits for something and then goes. And by the time, um, like he gets the NFL defensive lineman will be in the backfield and he won't be able to do that. Um, but that doesn't happen much. And I think when he's running behind an NFL offensive line, um, he's going to be decisive and he's just going to, he's going to hit the hole and, and go. Um, I would be very, very surprised if he, um, if he's not very, very good in the NFL uh, and then running back two, which is um, one, two and three. I think everyone are, um, are going to agree upon uh, number two is Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. Um, and this is kind of just a themeless uh, class in general. Um, here we see another good pass catcher, um, which um, I think that's probably just because that's the way the uh, league is trending and the league wants these dudes who can come in and have this third down package who can pass block um, and pass catch. Um, and he's, uh, I think he's like six one. Uh, so he's a bit Bigger, just a tiny bit bigger than Bijan, um, and he runs a little bit uh, more powerful uh, than Bijan. Um, but I think in majority of other classes, he would probably then be the number one bag. He just so happens to suffer from Bijan being in his class. Uh, but like I said, he runs very hard and he's super explosive. Uh, can be a good pass blocker. Um, there's not really any concerns with him besides the fact Bijan's just a little bit better than he is. Um, and then the third back, like I said, one, two, and three, everyone usually agrees upon. Um, Zach Charbonnet, who was once a formerly Michigan kid. Um, and I said six, one for Jameer Gibbs. Um, that's wrong. Jameer Gibbs is five eleven. Uh, Zach Charbonnet is six, one. Um, Zach, uh, Charbonnet is a great combination of power and speed. Um, but his his long speed uh, is questionable. You can see him break something out. And in the NFL, I don't think um, we will see him like take a 70-yard run to the house. Um, we might see it. But um, while he is super um, kind of bursty and twitchy, um, I don't know if he's going to be able to bust off those super long runs here in the NFL. And then um, it's kind of the same thing I said there with Bijan. Um, he has happy feet, but it's much, much more worse uh, the what Bijan is, he'll sit there and he'll kind of just paddle his feet back and forth and won't really make a decision. Um, when you see a hole, I need you to see it, cut and hit it and go. Um, and he struggles with that sometimes. And then um, it's also a pad level thing. And I think it's because uh, he's six one, so it's kind of tough for him to play underneath his pads. Um, but he needs to run a little bit lower as well. Um, and then from here on out, I think four down is when everything becomes opinion-based. And um, this uh, four, five, and six guys all um, I think are interchangeable. It was really hard for me to pick um, who I want at four, five, and six. Um, if I saw these guys in any order, I wouldn't be surprised and I wouldn't argue with it. Um, but at four, I have Devin um, 
Atkins, I think is how you pronounce his name, but he's the uh, Texas A&M running back. Um, he's 5'9", and he has a big playability. Uh, the concern, again, with Zach Charbonnet is he's not going to be able to bust off those long runs. Devin's the complete opposite. He's super-duper elusive, um, and he's going to be able to you know, give you the big play when you need it and, and make that 70-yard run, uh, but he does have size concerns. Uh, I think he's 5'9", um, and he has a thinner frame. Um, and obviously with that, you see five, nine with a thin frame and you think how powerful is he? Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a bit of a struggle. I, I do think that comes from his size. Um, and then his past prote- uh, protection is obviously um, questionable because he's that small. Uh, but I think he could still be a third down back just because he's a good pass catcher. Um, and then a dude we saw rise up the boards um, here at senior bowl week, which we'll get into uh, a little bit later on. Uh, but it's Tajay Spears, the kid out of Tulane. Um, and basically everything I just described with Devin is everything you're going to get out of Tajay Spears. Um, I don't think he's as fast as Devin, but I think his contact balance um, and vision is uh, a bit better than Devin's. Um, but again, he's a smaller dude um, and consistency is an issue with him. I'd like to see him um, – be a little bit more consistent with his running style because it's something he's lacked. Um, but that might just be because he's not playing behind the best offensive line. Um, but then you said you had your guy, uh, which this is who I thought you were talking about, uh, Kenny McIntosh out of Georgia. I do like him a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this dude, he he's super, he's a super fun watch. Um, because he's this downhill physical runner and he, and he will lay someone out if he wants to, um, and he's 6-1. But then he has shown that he can also be a very, very good pass catcher, which you don't usually see out of these these bigger backs. Um, And I don't think he runs super slow, but I don't think he's going to have a breakaway speed. Uh, But I definitely think um, if he goes to the right system and goes to the right scheme, um, he could absolutely be a, like, workhorse back i have no doubt about it with the size and pass catching ability he has um i think it'd be fun to see him go to the bears <laughs> i don't know if the bears want to spend you know a third or fourth round pick on running back um yes. because there's a lot of concerns mm-hmm. but I, I think it would be fun do it so <laughs> don't spend don't spend money on barkley get kenny mcintosh i'd feel better about it yeah. honestly oh my god <laughs> live um this is copyright what? on every level, and I'm not supposed to do this. Kirk Cousins just showed up with all of his chains, and I know that's not what you just saw, but he was rapping for a second. Oh, goodness. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, all right. That's just happened. Yeah. Anyways, continue. Yeah. Um, so, oh. so like I said, those first three backs, everyone's agreeing. Um, it's Bijan Jameer, um, and then um, – Zach, and then the next three um, are their own tier, which is uh, Tajay Spears, Kenny McIntosh, and Devin. Um, and then the next three, I think, are guys uh, that are in their own tier as well. Um, Zach Evans out of Old Miss slash TCU. He was at TCU the first two years, transferred to Old Miss this year. Um, he's a very physical back with good bursts. Um, <sighs> but with Sorry. someone – <laughs> with someone being as physical as he is when it comes to running, you would think he'd be good at pass pro and he's just not, he's not a good pass pro back at all. 
Um, and he needs to be a better pass catcher. Um, and when you see a dude can't be good at pass pro and isn't the good is isn't the best pass catcher, um, you have questions about his ability to be a three down back in the NFL. Um, his his running um, as, as strictly just a runner, he's a very very good. I mean, maybe top five in the class is just a pure runner, um, but it's everything outside of that which I, you know, have uh, raised raised for concern a little bit. copyright get them boys yep not um i do want to say something that we completely forgot to talk about uh the pro football hall of fame awards are Mm -hmm. coming you know they're they're being awarded tonight and uh reports that i have seen um straight from the mouth of brian erlacher devin hester is not going to be in the hall of fame yet again I have something. Let, let, let me finish up with these running backs. Yeah. Uh, but then yeah, I have yeah. a bone to pick with you about that, um, actually, which. Us too, Kyle. We'll get there. Our intro gets copyrighted too. So. Anyways, <laughs> continue. <laughs> uh, um, and then Sean Tucker, uh, Syracuse back. Um, honestly, my biggest question is if his game was good enough. Um, I don't yeah. know if, um, if, if people get that reference. Um, but. Um, it was always after every single game, he could have put up like 135 rushing yards and three touchdowns. And you'd be like, I could have done better. You know, I don't think that was good enough. Um, that was just kind of like what he was known for in college football. Uh, so that's what I was referring to. Uh, but he's super explosive and super duper competitive, um, but he can't like catch at all, um, which has been like an issue. Again, with uh, you see the dude with his um, skill set and you think he'd be able to. Um, and it's the same thing that I said with um, Zach Evans. Can't catch, can't protect. I don't know if you have a role as a third down back. Um, and then the last guy I have, which I arguably wanted to put higher, um, but I, I can't do it just yet. And um, I know I'm absolutely going to butcher his name, uh, but the uh, the kid out of Pitt, um, Israel Anabuka Wakanda, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, but again, he's his Pitts uh, running back. He's a junior. Um, his, his first name is Israel. If you guys want to look in, um, look into him a little bit more, that's how you'll find him. Um, but yeah, I think it's Anabuka Kanda is how you pronounce it. Um, but I could absolutely be butchering it. Um, but he has great size and he has great speed. And I think he's the youngest running back out of this class as well. I think he's, uh, I think he's actually twenty. Um, and that being said. Um, he also has super low mileage, which I think um, gets overblown sometimes. Uh, we kind of saw that with uh, Jonathan Taylor coming into the league um, as to why we saw um, Clyde Edwards Hilaire go over him, I think. Um, it's because, you know, guys have these high mileage and, you know, you don't know how they're going to hold up in the NFL. So I do think mileage is um, something that gets overblown. Uh, but to Israel's um, favor, he, he doesn't have a lot of mileage. Um, and again, he has great size, great speed, super competitive, um, but he needs to work on being elusive. Uh, you can see that it's there, um, but I need to see it. And he just hasn't been able to show it yet. But I think if he gets the NFL and with this combination of side speed, um, power, competitiveness, I think he could absolutely be there. Um, and then, like I said, with the last two guys, and it's the reason these guys are all on the same tier for me is his ability to pass catch and pass block. I need to see it. I don't know what it is about this class. These guys are either very, very good at it, 
or haven't shown it at all. And maybe, you know, we're over skewing a little bit because we've seen how good these guys are. Um, and maybe these three guys that I showed you guys are average pass catchers and pass protectors. Um, and I'm just used to, you know, seeing these really good pass catchers uh, out of this class. Um, but I, I really don't think that's the case. Um, but again, with Israel's size, I really think he can develop into a good uh, pass protector at least. Um, and then as, as far as a uh, prospect breakdown for you guys um, and a guy, I think uh, people should uh, keep an ear out uh, later on, maybe fifth, sixth round. If your team is looking for running back in that range um, is the other Texas is running back. Roshan Johnson. Um, again, he backed up uh, Bijan uh, the last few years. He's a senior. He could have went back with his COVID year, uh, but he's 6'2", 230 pounds. Um, and you see that, and obviously the number one thing you say is, wow, he's a big running back. Um, exactly. He is a big running back, but with that, he has great power, great pass blocking, and great leg drive. Um, short yardage, he's one of the best backs in the class. Um, you need to get two yards, turn around, give it to Roshan Johnson, and let him go. And coming with that power back, um, he has a great balance. You see guys come at him, hit him in the hips, hit him from the, you know, hit him in the right, left shoulder pad. He has the balance to go. Um, and he has great vision and great patience. And just like Bijan has, he has really good instincts. Um, but my number one thing that I saw with this guy coming out that just absolutely irked the heck out of me um, is a dude as powerful as he is needs to drop his pad level. I know it's something I talked about with uh, Zach Charbonnet, um, and we've seen how powerful Roshan Johnson can be. Um, but there are times he's running straight up and people can just hit him and, and he's done. Um, and with this awesome balance and size he has, if you drop your pads a little bit better, you're going to be able to run through people and pick up way, way, way more yards. Um, and then um, he's not super laterally quick. Um, he can make a good cut in the open field. I'm not too worried about that. I'm not worried about his ability to, you know, see a hole, hit a hole, and go. Um, it's more about, um, you know, if someone's running full on at him. Um, I'm at the point with him. I, you know, would much rather have him just lower his shoulder and go through him than try to juke him out because he just doesn't have that ability, um, and he's shown that he doesn't have that ability. Uh, where most guys are like, oh, maybe he can develop it. Um, I just don't think he can. Um, and then his other um, issue is he's a below average pass catcher, uh, but he is better than guys like Israel, Sean Tucker, and Zach Evans. Um, I, I think this dude should be ranked way higher. I have absolutely no clue why people are not talking about Roshan Johnson. Um, I think it's strictly because of the fact that he um, plays behind B. John Robinson. But I think if he was a starter, he'd probably be a top 10 back in college football. Um, and probably would be a top five back in the draft, but we just haven't been able to see the guy. Um, next week, I could either do tight ends next Lyman? week or tight, men, tight ends next are Lyman. week. We'll see. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. If you're still listening, yeah, yeah, I don't know. leave a uh, review or comment with what you want on the episode. Oh, we'll take a look. Um, by the way, the Hall of Fame class, perfect timing. As I was wrapping yes, up with uh, this, I, I have Joe one Thomas. more segment left for the risers. Oh, yeah. But like you said, after the running backs, I think we should get into it. And I just finished up the running backs. Yeah. So the NFL Hall of Fame 2023 class is Joe Thomas, Darrell Revis, 
Demarcus Ware, Ken Riley, Joe Coleco, Chuck Howley, Rondé Barber, and Zach Thomas. Um, yeah. I want to say my favorite Browns player of all time is now taking his spot at Canton. So yes, props to Joe Thomas. Congratulations to him and the rest of the uh, nominees. In, or not nominees, but inductees is yeah. the word that I'm looking for. Yeah. In, it's in, time for America's favorite game, Weddle. Um, I apologize. Just real quick. I didn't mean to cut you off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. The two great things. voice of Vince Gray. Gray. Yeah, <laughs> the, the the two issues I have, uh, or the issue I have with Bears fans, um, and specifically you as a Bears fan, is saying you think Devin Hester deserves it. Well, I do think Devin Hester deserves it. I think you contradict yourself a little bit when you say Devin Hester deserves it because he's the best return man of all time. Like 20 episodes ago, you said Justin Tucker doesn't deserve it, but Justin Tucker is the best kicker of all time. And I'm going to say it, and this might be a hot take, but I really don't think it is. I'd much rather have an elite kicker and an average return man than an elite kick returner and an average kicker. That's fair. I don't know. No, I mean, with Chicago dealing with average kickers all the time and they've had a pretty great kick returner, I, I'm with you. No, I get that for sure. So, um, Well, um, I do want to make a, uh, a quick two, – two quick mentions. Yes. First off, yes. Uh, throwing it back to Kyle Gagliardi's comments, I want to say if you are a wrestling fan, uh, listen to the On The Mark Wrestling Podcast. They just finished their episode about almost two hours ago. Um, so go ahead and listen to that if you're big on that. But Coach Tyler Milby, the newest head coach of uh, Bishop Knoll, uh, very big congratulations from us. Yes, well from, deserved. You know, the Pigskin Project. Congratulations. He does say Bears Super Bowl champs. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> Just like but, the um, <laughs> Both deserve it. And but, yes, I do think both deserve it, by the way. I'm just playing devil's advocate. Um, Odds are they both get in, so yes. I'm just saying. But Devin yes. Hester needs to get in first, okay? Yes. I'm just saying. Um, <laughs> the MVP candidates are on the clock, but while we do yes, that, I will. We have to go ahead. Um, I've got that. I've got that on my on my second screen here, yes. so I can um, mm-hmm. definitely keep that on lock. I I'll be surprised if it's not either past. Oh, or I just saw it. Hands. Oh, it's Patrick Mahomes. Is it? Yeah. I mean, probably. Yeah. No, it yeah. is. I don't know. Um, uh, real quick, too. While you, while I still have you guys here, um, one thing I wanted to touch on was the senior bowl practice got wrapped up. The games are over. Um, I just wanted to list off guys that I thought were risers. I wanted to do followers, but it's a pigskin project. We like to stay positive. We're not putting that bad juju out here. We are only going to talk about risers, um, and I'm just going to tell you guys the position um, in the school that they went to. Obviously, these guys are all seniors because they played in the Senior Bowl. Um, uh, I think the biggest riser of the week, without a doubt, um, was Jaden Reed, the wide receiver out of Michigan State. Um, I think he was probably late day three, and I he might have jumped himself up to you know end of day two. So good for him. Um, and then uh, Carl Brooks, uh, D lineman, we'll go with the D lineman tag um, out of Bowling Green. Um, I know Coach Tyler's in here. Um, this this tight end class this year is going to be awesome. Uh, but the dude who really stood out at the Senior Bowl in terms of tight end um, is Payne Durham. 
Um, he just showed to be that guy. He's kind of just a very physical guy. He's super fun to watch. And again, that's uh, Purdue's tight end. Um, and then uh, Keanu Benton, the nose tackle slash D tackle from Wisconsin. Um, a guy I told you guys to watch out for, Keanu White, uh, Georgia's defensive uh, Georgia Tech's defensive lineman. Um, another dude I told you guys to watch out for, uh, Kai Blue Kelly, who is Stanford's cornerback. Uh, um, Julius Burnt, who is or Brett, I think is what it is, who is Kansas State's cornerback. Uh, and then a few old linemen really showed out. Um, Osiris Torrance, um, we kind of all thought he was the best guard in the class, and he showed that he's the best guard in this class. Uh, John Michael Smith, like I said, we all kind of thought he was the best center in this class, and he showed that he was the best center in this class. Uh, and then the last dude, he played very well, um, but his measurements are there. Big reason I have him on here um, is Dewan Jones, uh, offensive tackle out of – Ohio State, and there's a very real chance now that we see both the left and right tackle from Ohio State go in the first round. Um, and for those who don't know why I'm saying that, um, Dwan Jones just measured in with the longest wingspan in combine history, or not combine history, um, senior bowl history. I think it was like seven and a half feet, which is just absolutely wild. He's a very, very, very big man. Would not want to go against him. So. There we go. Well, Weddle, we're playing. Well, and Ben, you uh, you beat me last time again, seventeen to eleven. Though I'm closing the gap. <laughs> it's it. We're getting there. Anyways, this ben, the, the bad look by the NFL. By the well, not bad look, but like whatever. It wasn't even close MVP voting wise. Oh jeez. Mahomes got 48 first place votes. Jalen Hurts got one. Josh Allen got one. <laughs> I don't know how – I don't have any idea how Josh Allen finished up. I don't know how Josh Allen got a first-place vote and Joe Burrow did. I'm confused. So that's the point. Yeah. I'll take second. Weddle. Here we go. All right. So I'm going to go with Fields. Okay, so it's a quarterback in the NFC. Young quarterback in the He's NFC. He's a young quarterback in the NFC who's bigger than 6'4". Who got drafted in that draft class? I think this guy is too old, but give me Trey Lance. Okay, there's okay. a snipe. All right. Snipe. <laughs> so, um, second round, do you want first or second? Give me a second. All right. Um... Command. Hopefully it's a defensive player, not special teams. Because if it's special teams, yeah. I'm gonna give up. Um, I'm thinking it has to be a, a DB or say yeah, it has to be a DB. I think at that height, maybe it could be a linebacker. But um, does it? There's not much to work off of here, right? Nope. Uh, give me Eli. No, don't give me Eli Apple. Um, give me James Bradbury. Oh, what and a special team. Oh, um, NFC South and NFC West. 
Um, I think he's older than that, so I don't know. We'll go with it. Dang it. All right. So it's an F- NFC West kicker. Oh, I knew Robbie Gold was too he's, old. He's the C it's the Seahawks kicker. Oh fudge nugget. Hmm. Myers. I don't know his first name, but type of Myers. M E Y. No. M A Y. Something Myers, man. I don't know where I'm getting Myers from. Maybe it's not Myers. Um, it, it's, it's the Seahawks kicker. Oh, I have more of my fans. I'm just going to Google his name. Okay, that's it. That's all I'm going to do. Okay. Okay, I just wanted to see. No! Okay, but I was right with Myers. I thought it was going crazy. I'm like, I thought his name was Myers. I was just trying to. St- I was just trying to figure out the yeah. spelling of it. I would have given it yeah. to you. That's fine. Yeah. Um, let's see. So San Francisco, Seattle, L.A. or um. L.A. or the Cardinals. Okay. It's not Rodrigo Blankenship. Um. Right, I'm I'm already done. I'm I'm willing to call it a. But I feel like I know. Oh. Um. No. Yeah. Oh, what? Why? Where did that come from? Okay, no, it's not Brian Anger. It's obviously, what's his name? Hold on, you rack my brain really quick. Um, while while you filibuster too, I think a really fun storyline for the Super Bowl, which we didn't talk too much about. Um, obviously, there's like the storyline that everyone's like, oh, it's the Kelsey brothers, oh, which it is. It's a fun storyline. Um, but the other storyline too that I don't think we've talked enough about is quarterbacks taking less money. And if we look at the teams that have succeeded and gotten to this point outside of Patrick Mahomes, so unless you have the generational quarterback who might go down as the best quarterback in NFL history, unless that dude's your quarterback, your best chance of winning a Super Bowl is to get a con or is to have a rookie QB who's on the rookie pay scale, or to have like a dude who's making less than ten. Ooh. Dak Prescott was the Walter Payton Man of the Year. Um, I would say Reed Blankenship is an eagle safety. He's not – Rodrigo Blankenship's not even in this. <laughs> um, but I, I think that's something NFL teams um, should start looking out a little bit for. Um, again, unless your name is Patrick Mahomes, I think the last, like, 12 Super Bowl winners or 10 or something like that have all been um, – Dudes have been making less than 12% of their team salary or is on a rookie pay scale. Um, And I say less than 12% because Tom Brady did that, um, stuff like that. So unless you're a generational quarterback or you're on a rookie scale, you're not making it, man. Dude, I'm thinking thinking so hard. Okay, look. 
We know it's either the Cardinals or the Niners. Or not the Niners. The Cardinals or the Rams. I say no player luck. Pick a team. I'll Google it. No, I hate that because it's always that is always, 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 always not worked out in my favor. Every single time it's not worked out in my favor. Um, if I'm gonna pick a team because you just did three straight guesses, yeah, I would guess it's I fine, we'll do this. I think it's a lot of BS. I don't think it's the way we should do it. Even if I win, I'm gonna saltily accept my dub. Um, I the the freaking the um the the Cardinals kicker's been in now. They've had like 20 different kickers, so I don't think it's a I don't think it's a Cardinals kicker. Give me the Rams. Yes, I I think it's a BS way to do it. That's his name. That's what it is. Yeah. I'll saltily accept the uh, W. I knew we knew it. It was a name that we should have known. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. 18 oh, well, shorter podcast for, uh, for us, though. Well, we're not done yet. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. What? What's the name of the segment? Oh, you're not talking about Ryan and Ben? Oh, okay. Well, hold on. I've got it. It's time for Gridiron Goofs. Okay, real quick. I don't mean to cut you off here, um, no. but a storyline that um, I just looked over on my phone and it gave me quite the smile. Um, do you want to guess who came in fifth place for MVP voting? I don't know if you saw this. Oberro? No. I see. It's making me tear up, actually. Um, in terms of fifth place in MVP voting, I'm going to tell no. you the name and I'm willing to bet you've never heard of him before. Um, no. Denny Kennington. No, he was the athletic trainer for the Bills and was the dude who performed CPR on. Oh, so it's awesome! It's a super cool. That's I I love it. It's very sweet. It's awesome. It's super cool. The fact that he didn't get more tells you a lot. I'm just kidding. No, (laughs) that's great. Um, anyways, yeah, so our gridiron goofs for this week. Is um best Super Bowl halftime or halftime shows good stuff? Um, just overall, not the ones that we've seen because we haven't really been able to remember 10 of them. Um, but yeah, so I say we go for it, Ben. I think you had the last pick. Hold on, sure. I mean, we didn't do it last week. Um, the last one was a nostalgia draft. I don't. I think I don't know. You can have it. I, it don't bother me. All right. I'm gonna. I mean, you have to go with yeah. Prince then. Yeah. 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 All right. Um, I'm gonna go more my route than the route you're looking at. Um, the yeah. clear number two probably would have been Michael Jackson, and I think it was like '98 or something like that. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna go with that. Um, and I'm a little bit biased because it's the music I listen to. Um. Mm. But last year's Super Bowl uh, show with Dre and Snoop and Kendrick and M and Biggie yeah. and all that, that was super duper awesome. It's the music I listen to, but I also, I just think it was like super theatrical. And, and Oh yeah. Super duper awesome. So. I mean, then I'm going with MJ just because I loved Michael Jackson as a kid and just a mm-hmm. legendary Super Bowl halftime show. And I want to make this clear. I have seen these on YouTube before I did. I, I do a lot of research on it every single year just to kind of relive the best ones um mm-hmm. 
and and this is when it's going to start getting a little fishy, I think, after the next round, because I doubt that you're going to pick the one that I'm going to pick, just because it holds more sentimental value than, you know. Well, you say fishy. Mm-hmm. Give me a left shark, man. Oh, no. Katy Perry. Oh, that was awesome. I don't care if you like Katy Perry. You it was don't all right. like Katy Perry. If you were right. telling yourself that's not a top 10 Super Bowl halftime show, you're absolutely lying to yourself. Her music, I could go without. But like the yeah. theatrics and, and as a performer, awesome. It's the same thing I say about Panic, Fair. not to poop on Panic. Panic is good music, but you go to a Panic mm-hmm. concert because he's an awesome performer. Katy Perry, awesome performer. Fair. My next pick, um, I, was, I, I wasn't alive yet, um, but it was the same year that I was born. And it was the U2 concert, uh, the halftime show, because they had the list of the names of the people that died in the World Trade Center. Um, I want to say, yeah, following 9-11, that was U2. So um, that's huge for me because my birthday's on 9-11, um, for those of you that didn't know. But um, I think that that's really cool and it's probably one of the coolest things that i've seen in the history oh, of yeah. concerts as a whole definitely so, anyways your next pick yes um give me oh this isn't a controversial pick people are not gonna like that i picked this one oh people are not gonna like that i picked this one as mike tomlin famously said we do not care give me the weekend Oh man, I really like that one. Oh really? I loved it. A lot of people hate it. A lot of people. A lot of people did not like it. Yeah, no, I really did like it. I think that one was really good. I think he did a really good job, but I might just be biased because I liked his music and I thought it was probably one of the most anticipated ones that I've seen. Yes. Um, let's see. Um, I I, there's a clear number four for me, and I'm really hoping you don't take it, but I don't think you will. I, <laughs> um, I'm gonna say Coldplay yes. did a really good job. So I'm going them with my number four. Because Bruno Mars, Bruno Ooh, Mars was on yeah. there and everything. He was good. Um, um my last I'm pick. Pretty is, is sure Bruno Mars had his own halftime show though. He did, yeah. Yeah, that one yeah, was really you good. Bruno Mars there for a second. I was like, ah, yeah, give me Bruno Mars. Yeah, I really <laughs> like that one, and I I was so mad when I said that because I was like, dang it, that was gonna be my next one. Um, I know. He brought out Red Hot Chili Peppers. That one was really good. Um, let's see. Um, yeah, I'll do this one. Um, the Black Eyed Peas. Yes. Um, yes. so, and for those of you that don't remember, they brought out Usher and Slash, and then they also brought out, um, Dallas, the Dallas Fort Worth, uh, Fort Worth area high school drill teams and dancers, and then the Prairie View A&M University Marching Storm, but I didn't remember either of the bands being really listed. The track list for that was pretty interesting. I got a feeling, Boom Boom Pow, Sweet Child of Mine, with Slash and Fergie, um, Pump it. Let's get here. Let's get it started. OMG. Where's the love and then the times? So, 
Yeah. So very, very good. I like that. That's going to be my last one. But there is, um, let's see. I think there's one more that you could choose that I'd be kind of upset about. But you're well, that was your fifth pick, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm done. You've yeah. got one more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, this is tough. There's a few different ones. I could go here. I could go with. I could go with Beyonce. Which like go like 2013, 2014, 2015 with Beyonce, Bruno, and 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 Katie. I could do that. Um, the other one, I I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and I don't go ahead and strip my man card away from me if you want to. I don't care. I did not like the J Lo and Shakira one. I think the music was awful, oh, no. and I think it was awful, 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 awful yeah. that they decided to put that out on on like live television where like thousands of kids are watching no i I don't think that's the issue i just think that i i mean it wasn't the best it wasn't the best option um you were a little late on that to be honest as far as not you i'm saying like the league was a little late on shakira and j-lo being oh the the halftime show so and then i could go with like stuff I could go with like throwbacks, like like more like I could go. I wouldn't say throwbacks. It's uh, I, you know I'm gonna say throw. I could go with Aerosmith. I could go with Madonna. I could go with Lady Gaga. We're not gonna do that. We're gonna do Bruce Springsteen in 2009. That's that's the one that I was like, huh? Let's see if he picks this one. Yes. Um, let's see. Yeah, so that's it. But I, what I will, what I will do uh, for those that are still there. listening, just yeah. to kind of review, my Super Bowl halftime team is Prince, MJ, U2, Coldplay, and the Black Eyed Peas, and then Ben's is Eminem slash Dre slash Snoop, etc. Katy Perry, The Weeknd, Bruno Mars, and Bruce Springsteen. Let us know who won, in your opinion, in the comments and everything, as you leave us a review down below, because it helps a lot. Uh, We're trying to pump out some content and everything like that. We're trying to get some guests on that um, we're very excited about and everything. So if you would just try and help us out, that'd be huge. Um, Even if you don't do that much, we would really appreciate it. Um, We really do think that this is the number one American football podcast in the world. So if you really believe that, help us out. Um, Anyways, so we want to give thank you to anchor.fm. Upper, um, Overtime Sports Network, Regional Radio Sports ne- Network, and Uppercuts Grooming. Um, we want to say have a fun weekend and have a safe weekend more than ever. Um, if you're listening from the Philly area, stay off the light poles. Um, anyways, without further ado, <laughs> that's going to do it for this week's episode. And hopefully Ben isn't sad next time we see you. Um, follow our Twitter um, as well as our everything else. that's it Uh, we'll see you guys next week and that'll do for this week's episode of the pigskin project